0: Hey, everybody, it's Greg Martin here. Strap on in and put on your big boy pants. It's time to listen to Pop Goes Your World with Derek Myers and Chris McBrien. If you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes. And while you're there, please leave us a rating
1: and review. And now it's time for our feature presentation. I'm Chris McBrien, and the pop culture from Generation
0: X is everything to me. And I'm Derek Myers. And I'm here to educate Chris on the great pop culture of today's generation.
1: Episode 216, 1980 Pop Culture Fantasy Draft. Brian, along with Derek Myers, and this is Pop Goes Your World, the pop culture podcast for the generations. Ah, time for another pop culture fantasy draft. So Derek and I are going to be drafting a team this week of three movies, three TV shows, and uh, three songs, and one personal pick, all from the year 1980. So it's going to be great. But before we get started on our draft, Derek,
0: were you able to get in any pop culture uh, over the last week? Absolutely. You know I did. No, you always do. I always do. I uh, unfortunately did not have a chance to watch any documentaries, but I saw a couple of new ones dropped on the streamers this week that look pretty good. So between this show and next show, i got a couple of uh, documentaries lined up oh, on, like, on we get Oh, that means we get the song again. Yeah, you again. get it That's next cool. week. You yes. get to play it, maybe even get to play it twice, depending mm-hmm. on uh, how much time yeah. I can find. can uh, next week. Yeah, I, I had a chance to watch a few movies, and <laughs> um, I mean— None of them were as great as as Harvey that we talked about last week, capital C classic Harvey. But, but I have a good one and I have a couple of okay ones. Um, and then I want to talk about a podcast that I listened to, which was movie related. So sure. we'll start with the movies. So uh, big movie, very uh, uh, flashy Hollywood movie that was just recently released on uh, HBO Crave here in Canada is The movie venom let there be carnage this is the sequel to the venom movie which is a spin-off of the spider-man movie franchise but is not technically a part of the marvel franchise because it's it's this whole thing with sony owns the rights to spider-man but they're not technically a part of the marvel cinematic universe but spider-man is a crossover with sony and the mcu but sony still has the rights to a whole bunch of spider-man stuff so they made this movie venom based on one of the spider-man villains and so the sequel came out last year and I I didn't really care for the first movie that much. Honestly, I I never really cared for the Venom character. I didn't think he was that interesting or or exciting, but he's got a huge fan base, uh, and they made this first movie, and it made a bunch of money, and then the sequel came out, or I guess they were making it around the start of the pandemic. It it came out last year, like, sort of mid-pandemic. It did okay money, but it was, like, a pretty big Hollywood-style movie with, uh, you know, lots of special effects and uh, post-production stuff, so... There's a ton of cash rolled in there. Anyway, I watched it this week. It was pretty bad. I mean, I didn't really care for the first one. I thought the second one was even worse. I couldn't believe I actually watched it all the way through. I thought, "Well, maybe maybe there's some redemption here towards the end. Maybe something will save this this crappy movie." No, it was it was pretty bad. But I guess if you liked the first one, you'll probably like the second one. It was just sort of more of the same, but yeah, I'm giving it like a hard thumbs down from me. It was not, was not a fan.
1: You know, when you mention Venom, the first thing I think, cause I'm old. The first thing I think of is there was a movie back in 1981 called Venom and it was with a Klaus Kinski and there was like this big black mamba snake and it got into like the HVAC in this building and it would like come, you know, and bite people and stuff like that. Oh man, wow. it, was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> you <laughs> gotta go back to the timing like this is where everything was like a takeoff of jaws in some way this one was a snake inside the walls look out like yeah i'm all I, right uh, your new venom venom was probably even better than that one it was pretty awful
0: yeah it was um it was not great uh it, i mean it looked okay uh again when you put that much money on the special effects some of the scenes are really going to pay off visually and it did but it was, It all took place at night. It all took place in the rain. It was hard to see. And the Venom character is black, and the villain character Carnage is, like, dark red with black. So even with all these special effects going on, a lot of times it was sort of hard to track what was happening. And, uh, yeah, anyway, I think we spent more than enough time talking about that Venom sequel. <laughs> and the one uh, from 81, for that matter. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, there was – so I – I like stand-up comics. I, sure. I've seen a lot of stand-up comedians on on Netflix, on Crave. Do you on have a HBO. favorite? Do you have a favorite stand-up um, comedian? Of one movies? of my one of my current favorites is Tom Segura. He's got, I think, three or four specials on Netflix, and he's he's doing a tour right now. We're actually going to see him when he comes to Toronto in September. Um, I think he was supposed to come already, and then the date got moved because of COVID. But uh, yeah, he's he's pretty filthy. But um, it's right up my alley. I think mm-hmm. he's I think he's great. Um, but anyway. I saw just it sort of popped up. It was new. I think it just dropped in the last few days. David Spade of Saturday Night Live fame has a new stand-up special on Netflix. It's called David Spade: Nothing Personal. It runs a little over an hour. As which in my mind, a perfect stand-up special is an hour. Mm-hmm. Like you, any less than that, you sort of feel like you've been shortchanged. And it's too much more than that. It can really drag on unless you've got a really strong performer. And even the best of the best have a hard time carrying over an hour of quality material. Um, anyway, uh, I watched it this afternoon and it was pretty good. Uh, I, I'm not always a big fan of David Spade's television and movie work, but I did always find that he was able to to pick the right lane when he was on Saturday Night Live. He was in a lot of sketches where they really played to his strengths. He did a lot of stuff on the Weekend Update that sort of really gave you a sense of where his comedy was, and I, I thought the special was pretty good. He, he hit on a lot of topics that were very timely and relevant. He talked about just uh getting older and um he talked about uh a lot of pandemic stuff so it, you know he's not that much older than i i think he's probably around your age chris and so a lot of the stuff where he talks about like i got you know getting older and gaining weight and having to go to the doctors and, and things of that nature it's like as as a guy who's almost the same age as him I've, i was able to relate to a lot of the situations pretty clearly uh, and a lot of the covid stuff was just sort of universally um applied to everybody so no i, I actually enjoyed it quite a bit I, I actually liked it more than i expected to i figured ah, oh, this will probably be about a c and i watched it and i enjoyed it i would give it definitely a b it was it was a little better than average but not like fantastic let but, me tell uh, let me tell you going
1: into yeah. that you saying that okay i watched two two movies one was good one was bad and one is uh this movie about a spider-man villain and one is a david spade special I would have guessed which one was good and which one was bad. The opposite. <laughs> I would have thought for sure the, the venom would be good and David
0: Spade would suck, you know? Well, <laughs> so go figure. So I got, I got one more and that's actually the one that was, that I liked the most. Okay. So the third movie I watched, it was, uh, I watched it on Netflix. It was, uh, pardon me, the David Spade special was on Netflix, by the way, if anyone's mm-hmm. looking for it. All right. The third one I watched was from Netflix and it was just a random find. I was cycling through and it says like, Hey, because you've watched this, you All may right. like this other thing. Sure. And, um, it came up and it said, it said, Oh, you may like this movie called Parker. And I'm like, okay, Okay. what's that? I'm always dubious of a movie where the title is the name of a character, Mm -hmm. because unless it's a character that you already have a passing familiarity with, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, that whole thing. Don't judge a book by its cover. Well, you kind of need to judge the book by its cover so that you know, to go to page one. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, why would I watch this? And the poster has Jason Statham, who you might remember was in movies like the transporter and Jennifer Lopez. And I'm like, okay I, I i've seen some good movies with both of these people and i'm a big fan of jason statham he usually does a pretty good action movie let's see what this is about it's from 2013 so i'm like wow it's, it's nine years old okay I never how come i never heard of this and i'm going through and it's also starring nick nolte and it's got michael chiklis who was big from the show the shield yep. and there's a few other like supporting players where you're like oh i know this person oh it's got um uh, bobby carnivali in a small role so it's like you're watching it, and it's like, wow, this is this is a pretty decent cast. Like they've got some some pretty reasonable actors in this, and I, you know, I won't ruin it for you, but if you've ever seen a Jason Statham movie, you're going to find that Parker sort of hits all the beats. He's this thief who has a sense of honor, who, you know, only hurts people who deserve it and only steals from people who can afford it. And he's got the heart of gold. He likes to help out old people and children and women. And, uh, of course, there's a a double cross that happens. And then it's a revenge movie where he has to, you know, you broke your word and you broke the code of thieves. And I got to come and, you know, extract justice, blah, blah, blah. And uh, if that kind of jason stathan movie has interested you in the past say you've watched transporter or you've watched i think it's called wrath of man was his newer one it's exactly the same idea now what i did and i i enjoyed it a lot i thought it was really good and and i again it's got a pretty decent cast so it wasn't just you know some b-list actors going through the motions but i did find out that it's actually based on a book and it's a series of novels there's something like 20 novels featuring this character parker And the the author's been writing them for like, I think the author recently died, but he wrote this, these books on this Parker character for like 30 years and something like seven or eight Hollywood movies over the last 20 or 30 years have been based on books featuring this Parker character. But every time it went to a Hollywood movie, they changed the character's name for whatever reason. And it's like a lot of really big movies starring a lot of very famous people. Uh, Were drawn from this uh, from this Parker character, so I was like, "Oh, okay." Because I thought, "Is there any? Is this you know, 2013? Maybe there's a sequel, or maybe there was other movies based on it." So, um, no, it was pretty good. I really enjoyed it. It's on Netflix. It's called Parker. It stars Jason Statham and uh, and Jennifer Lopez. So, yeah, that one for me uh, is definitely my highlight of the week. You know, I I usually don't
1: have a lot to offer during this opening segment. This week's a little bit different. I got a couple things I can talk about. So, I was doing some spring cleaning. You know, recently, have you ever found something laying around that you just like totally forgot oh, that you all even the time. owned? So, yeah, I'm doing like I said, I'm doing some spring cleaning and I go in this closet and I find this DVD that I had once bought here in town when I first moved to this city. And it was at this like, I don't know, this used store or something. I bought it and I never even watched it. I brought it home and I totally forgot all about it. I put it away, I guess. It's Alice, the TV show. Remember the one with Linda Lavin? yep yeah the it first was like, season it or was, no it was just like random six episodes from a couple different seasons kind of like a best wow, of okay and i was like oh my god so i was watching some of that it was so good i really like that and so that was good and then i watched two movies from the 80s i know i watched wow. old movies but i watched two movies this week one was awful and one was good and the funny thing is i liked both of these movies when i was a kid but one of them didn't hold up so the first one was prom night it was a, a Canadian horror movie. Yeah, it was a horror movie from like 1980. And uh, yep. it was with Jimmy Lee Curtis and, and Leslie Nielsen. This is this is before he did, he did this right before Airplane came out, before Airplane kind of transformed him from that serious actor that he was into a, you know, a comedic actor. Right. I had some really fond memories of this movie. I mentioned it on the episode that we did about movies we saw far too young because it yep. scared the be- Jesus out of me. I mean, I was only 11 when I saw it, but man, did it suck oh my god and it spawned like four sequels and like a reboot and everything else
0: it was yeah i was remember the sequels. hello mary lou prom night 2
1: yes and the, you know oh it was just ter- and then Pro- prom night 3 last kiss directed by my buddy ron oliver the guy who loves me so much mm-hmm. um oh man this movie is terrible i couldn't believe it i was like oh my god this movie is so it's just awful but and i had good memories of it and i'm watching oh, what the hell is this and then the other one was called the Principal. It was from 1987 with Jim Belushi. Okay. Okay. Still in the shadow of his older brother, John, back at the time, even though John had already passed away. And he had just done a movie called About Last Night in 1986. And he was like a supporting role, but it was like big for him and kind of put him on the map and stuff like that. This movie was really good. I was surprised how much I liked it. You know even 35 years later he he's like this this teacher and like he just freaks out one night he sees his ex in a bar and he goes out and like takes a baseball bat to her boyfriend's car so instead of firing him they're like no we're gonna make you a principal in this inner city school and so he has to go in and like try and clean up this school it was actually quite good i was surprised so so why I, I get to see a little couple little things there. not too bad so oh and i also got this for you <laughs> Here's your dad joke of the week. Don't want to forget my dad joke this week, okay? So, Derek, uh, as you know, I'm a little overweight. No, <laughs> no, no. no. My, my my doctor says I swallow just a lot
0: more of you aggression. to love, buddy. Yeah.
1: my doctor says I swallow a lot of aggression along with a lot of pizza. You I was know, just about uh, to say that's a funny word for pizza. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's 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 a quote from Stripes. I like to quote old movies from time to time. Okay, no sure you know. uh, so okay. So dad joke about my weight. All right.
0: Derek, why don't I go on a diet? Oh, there are so many answers, but none of them funny, so... I've I don't just know, got, Chris, I've, why not? I've, I've just got too much on my plate right now. Too busy to lose the weight. Mm-hmm. Why don't you lose that joke? Yeah, good idea
1: any chance you might have a documentary for us this week.
0: Derek Stocks! Derek's dogs Party time! Excellent!
1: Colonel Sanders. Slow down there, Chris. Was he
0: finger licking good? Oh my 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 I can think of eleven reasons not to like that. <laughs> Two of which you know are salt and pepper. Oh I heard about this.
1: Oh my god I don't know if we can be friends anymore. But I appreciate the effort. Back the truck up, hold it. You know, more than just white dudes. Two of my favorite things Star Wars and beer We're doing a pop culture fantasy draft again this week. It's on the year 1980. Derek, you proposed that we do this one. Now, usually we start things off with a coin flip to decide, you know, who's going to go first in the draft. And Derek, you know, you mentioned something very important last week. You were talking about how crucial it is to have the first pick this week. Mm -hmm. Now, for a bit of context, uh, we've had five pop culture fantasy drafts so far. So we've done 1981, 82, 84, 85, and 89. And then we send our lists off to our panel of esteemed judges. I'm currently in the lead four to one. Yeah,
0: I'm t- not doing well.
1: A total vote count of 32 to 12 is in my favor. Now, keep in mind, I'm a former fantasy baseball guy. So drafts are kind of a specialty of mine, right? So I want to do something a little different time the, the, uh, this time out. So instead of having our coin flip with the first pick being s- is so important, you know, as you mentioned, whoever takes Empire Strikes Back, you know, they're, they got a big leg up. So I'd like to wave the
0: coin flip and I, I'm, I'd like to hand over the
1: first overall pick to you.
0: Okay. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I appreciate it and I'm going to accept it. I'm, don't yeah. let me talk I, you out of this one. No, I, so, I'd like to take on the challenge of trying to overcome okay, that. Okay. Hurdle, so so um, when we, when we first came up with the idea of this movie draft, we had to figure out a way to set the rules, to level the playing field and, and, and we we came i think we came up with a pretty interesting format that seems to be working pretty well but like anything else once you see it in practice you start to see some of the holes and you start to think about ways to improve it and after a couple of drafts and we've already had a few sort of side conversations you know, we thought of a couple of things. Well, maybe we could have done this differently. Maybe we could have done that differently. But once you're in the middle of it, we already committed to doing 10 of these to cover each year of the 1980s. You can't really change the the methodology halfway through because then, you you know, you can't really hold up the stats at the end and say, well, right. you know, Chris won seven out of 10 years. But then now it's an asterisk because it's like, well, we changed the rules after five of them. So you sort of you're stuck with your your format and you learn to just work within it. And that's uh, hey, I'm, I'm not I'm not dumping on it. It is what it is. And I'm learning. Um, but one of the big things that I thought sort of after we had done a couple of these drafts, especially when we started to realize that in some years there is just that silver bullet pick in the first, if you don't get it, you're, you're coming from behind is I thought afterwards we should have done it, that there's 10 drafts. We should have randomly determined each guy gets five number one picks to try and level it a bit. So, I mean, it is what it is. We're not going to change it now. So I, I, because I think you've had four no, I think you had three number ones, and I've had two number ones two. so far. So it's far. been close, and this evens it out yeah. now, three, three. And and I had the very first one, and again, not really understanding the best way to draft a team. I, I really flubbed that number one pick in the first year, and it, and it cost me, and I've, I've since learned. But yeah, so uh, no, I appreciate you. Uh, movies
1: movies really do kind of hold the most sway. I think you know if, if I was voting on lists, list, that'd be the first thing I'd be looking at.
0: and that's yeah and that's that's one of my things as well as is one of the sort of what would you do to change it is i think we would need to find a a way to sort of uh implement some balance between the categories so that you know even if one guy clearly runs away with one of the three categories say for example the movie category it doesn't just automatically lock in a victory but again Mm -hmm. we're going to stick with the format we've got that's the way it is but if we choose to do this for maybe the 90s or the 70s or any other decade or even just some Mm -hmm. random years here and there we may have to finesse it a little bit but We're in the 80s. We're going to stick with the 80s. We're going to stick with the rules of Brada. So if you're giving me the number one pick, then there's no question about it. I am taking a TV. No, I'm just kidding. I am, of course, taking The Empire Strikes Back as my number one movie pick. There's no doubt.
1: All right, so first movie's off the board. That's the Empire Strikes Back. It was the number one movie at the box office that year, two hundred nine million dollars. It was like that is the big movie, you know. And and, yeah. and and the thing is too, like I remember when that movie came out. I mean, Star Wars was everything to me when I was a kid. And and the thought that they were going to make a sequel to it. And this is before all of this Episode Four, Episode Five garbage. That you know, that, none of that. When they first was were, were, were announcing that they were going to work on a sequel, the working title was. Star Wars 2. Star Wars 2. That's yep. it. You know, and then they came up with what's going to be called the Empire Strikes Back, you know, and there was no new hope. It was Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back and, and Return of the Jedi. That's the way it was. But Empire Strikes Back. I, me- I remember being in the movie theater watching it. I just being blown away. I'll never. For- I remember being in the movie theater with the scene with the speeder, like the snow speeders coming over like the mountains and stuff like that when they were looking for Luke and Han. I just, I, I, you feel like you're in one of the speeder, but like, it was just like, Oh my God, it was just, that movie is amazing. And if you think about it, it is the greatest science fiction film ever
0: made. Hands down. It's definitely the top three. No question. I it, And it's, it's one of my absolute all time favorite movies, the star Wars, all of the star Wars movies, even the, the prequels and the new sequels and the Han Solo movie and all those ones, they were running them all over Easter weekend on one of the channels. And I think Empire was on three times, and I think I watched it two and a half times. Like, it was just on TV. <laughs> so good, and one of the days, my wife and I just sat down. And she goes, well, What do you want to watch? I go, Well, Empire's about to start. Why don't we just watch the beginning part until they leave Haas?" She's like, Okay. And the next thing you know, we're at the end of the movie. And I'm like, Well, I'm glad we only watched the first part. <laughs> and then it was on like eight hours later, it was on again. And I was, uh, you know, it was later at night, and I was flicking around going, Oh, what's going on? Hey, look, Empire's coming on again. Well, this time I will just watch, you know, and I watch the whole thing again. Like, it's just so good. It's so rewatchable for the so whole, many reasons. The
1: whole thing from beginning to end, like I said, it's just science fiction, like on steroids. Like there's a whole planet that has snow, you know, there's this little creature, you know, Yoda is going on. There's the Wampa. There is, there's a, a city in the clouds for crying out loud. Yeah, it's just, just so much. It's just, yeah. oh, it's so good. So that's a good one, and that's uh, that's that's the way you got to go. You got to go with that right. one. That's the best movie of the year, the biggest movie of the year.
0: Uh-uh, that one's right off the board, I think. Okay, for my pick, I'm going to have to cross. I, I, I think I know where you're going to go with your pick. I because uh, I was sort of as with always with the drafts, you try and anticipate. Mm-hmm. Well, if I get first pick, I'm going to do this, and then this is how you're probably going to respond. And if you have first pick, then this is how I'm going to respond. So I have a note here. I'm like I, I, where I was like. Empire, Derek, number one, Chris, blah, 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 number one. So I I, I have a pretty strong inclination, I think, what you're going to do. Know, I'm I mean, going to try gonna...
1: something completely off the board, because this is, I'm going to go to a different category, and this, I'm going to go to TV, I'm going to take a TV show, but it's, it's a TV show I've never even watched an episode of, <laughs> that's how bad it is, but to me, it's 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 kind of iconic, and it just really screams of the 80s, and mm-hmm. it's obviously Magnum P.I., so I'm going to go with Magnum P.I. Nice,
0: no, that's a strong pick. And, yeah. y- and you and I talked about this earlier. This is one of those years where th- there's not a lot of memorable shows from the 19th. There was a lot of shows, but not a lot of memorable shows. It's a pretty pretty short bench. So, yeah, mm-hmm. getting a, a first pick in there is, uh that's a good one. Um, honestly, that's not what I thought you were going to do, though. I thought you were going to go to music, which is where I'm going. Oh, okay. And I see. am taking, for my number one pick in music, mm-hmm. ACDC, You Shook Me All Night Live. Oh, that was my number one pick. That was my number one pick for music. Yeah. Yep. Right no, I figured top. if you uh, if you didn't take uh, if you had taken Empire that was going to be my number one and yep. and then you didn't take it as your pick so I, I got to lock that in right away boom and the thing is like I mean you, you know I could still come back and take Back in
1: Black you know off of the, course um, but I mean but still like that's the song you know that's
0: the song off there it's just so iconic it's just it's yep. lasted so long you know and I don't know. That's a that's a good pick, and that's well. A- and I missed uh, I missed out on um, I the Tiger when we did our draft the other year. I had the chance to pick it, and I think I went for a Prince song instead. And I mm-hmm. I knew as soon as I made the pick, I'm like, uh oh, I made the wrong choice. And then you grabbed it, and I'm like, I think that's that was my that was my sliding doors moment. If I had had that, I think I would have won the, the draft. But anyway, neither here nor there. You won it. Wh- <sighs> what are you doing with your second pick? My second pick. I'm just taking a look
1: at the box office from that year, and my pick is in the top. 10 but I'm going to go down a little bit I think and it's one of my favorite movies of all time and when I think of 1980 I think of two movies sort of jump out other than Empire Strikes Back that's it's in its own category that's the Wayne Gretzky of movies Um, Mm -hmm. but when I think of 1980 there's two movies that always come to mind and I'm going to go with one of them and that is The Blues Brothers. Nice. I'm going to go with The Blues Brothers for my first movie
0: Yep. No I I have it on my list. I knew you would probably take it I didn't even put it in my in my top three because i'm like chris will have it off the board before mm-hmm. then so no i uh yeah gotta do that so i, I figured that were it finished do that. A
1: ninth at the box office i made 57 million dollars that year um didn't open in wide release when it first came out back in june of that year but uh it's based on these snl characters it's got Belushi and ackroyd who i love both those guys so much and yep. it's funny i was involved in a bit of a twitter conversation this week and the, the, the guy was basically saying you know what was it about the Blues Brothers was so good? It's not funny. I don't get it. And, you know, mm-hmm. like I was trying to explain that, like the Blues Brothers evolved, like on the old SNL, they used to do this thing called the Killer Bees. You remember they right. had those yep. like costumes and those bouncy things on their hair. And then like they, they didn't really like doing it, like Belushi and Akron, like, we don't like doing this. But, you know, hey, how about if we had the Killer Bees come out and sing a song? And am like, okay, well, well, we'll explore that. And that allowed Belushi the chance to come out and sing. Right. So they came out and they did the Killer Bees, and he sang King Bee. And Aykroyd played the harmonica, and it was a hit. Audiences liked it. So they're like, we want more of that. So they said, well, what kind of, let's put together an act in some way. And that's where they came up with the Blues Brothers. And then they did Soul Man on there, and they just were able to go out and just get this great backing band. And I mean, the movie is like, you got to think, like, it's John Landis right after Animal House. You know, mm-hmm. and before he started making things like trading places and like, he was on his game. And, and so the movie, The Blues Brothers, is more about the music than it is about oh, the comedy. Sure. Like, you for think sure. of it as being a, a comedy. But if you look, it's not all that funny, really. I mean, there's a couple funny scenes in it, but it's more about the music. And it's just kind of got so many different people in it. And the other thing, too, is that a lot of the acts that they had in there, James Brown and Aretha Franklin and Ray Charles, these people were like like, they were
0: like forgotten people yeah I was gonna time. say it revitalized the, the oh, blues yeah. music and, and a lot well, of artists well, had their company yeah. and we talked about that when we reviewed yeah. the Blues Brothers on our podcast many episodes back
1: so yeah I'm, I'm happy with going with the Blues Brothers there so yeah okay Oh, over yeah. to you for That's your second pick. pick what do you want all to right do, I'm going back to music oh you you I gotta give you credit man I gotta give you credit because this is consistent every week you kill me every time we do this you kill me in music
0: well, there's a lot of good music, music out there. Too. This uh, 1980 has a, a lot of good ones, but I got a two or three sort of like, mm-hmm. these are the iconic songs. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm just going to try and lock it in. So, uh, I am going with, uh, uh, so they're about to announce the inductees for the rock and roll hall of fame here in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And this is an artist that had been shut out for a long, long time. And I really hope she's getting in this year. And it looks like she's going to, I'm going with Pat Benatar. Hit me with your best Ooh, shot, man, Oh man, geez.
1: That's an iconic song, isn't it? Oh man! Sloth has the night off, so I'm making notes. <laughs> so I'm gonna take this. So hit me with your best shot, your song. Okay. Um, all right. Um, you shook me with the first one. I really, I really miss having Sloth around. He does all this. He <laughs> shook me. Okay. So you got two songs. You're gonna kill me in that again. That's back to me. What the heck am I gonna do? You know, oh, I think I can get away with that one hanging on. So I, 1980, you know, it, there was the comedies were so much better back then. They were just so, 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 so much better back then. I think I got to go with one of my favorite comedies of all time, and that's Airplane. Gotta yep. do it. So I
0: just—it's just—it like, was between Pat Benatar and Airplane. I'm yeah. like,
1: oh, Chris, he's not gonna grab that this quickly.
0: Yeah, you got yeah, it. Yeah, I
1: am. I just, I, like, oh man, that movie is so so funny. I mean, now, as opposed to the Blues Brothers, which was less about comedy and more about music. Yeah. Airplane, all comedy. It is probably oh. the funniest yeah. movie ever made. I would put it up against anything. I think maybe Blazing Saddles, maybe top
0: five. No no questions. It yeah. makes a top five all time funniest movies ever. No argument for me. God, everything about it is so funny. And the thing, thing is too. I remember
1: after it came out, it was so successful that they came up with a TV series in 1981 called Police Squad. And I was talking about that on Twitter too, this yeah. last week.
0: Yeah, we've and, talked about that before yeah, on this show. Six too.
1: episodes, and it was gone. Leslie yeah. Nielsen playing this cop and yeah. uh, Frank Drebin. Six episodes got canceled, and uh, but it was like and then three the, movies. <laughs> yep, look at, yep. They came back by making movies. and Made the Naked Gun out of it. Every, it was so funny. If if anyone's ever seen it, like the opening credits would be two funny things every week that they did. Opening credits would come up, and it would say, uh, this week's guest star, George Sanford Brown. And he would, like, roll out of a car he was dead. Like, whoever the guest star always died in the opening credits. And then they would give the title, and they'd always misread it. It'd be like, Ring of Fear. But, like, the title on the screen would be, like, something different. You know? like so, <laughs> It's always so funny. So, you know, Airplane is the way to go. Funniest movie ever made, so I'm going to go with that one. All right. Got two movies there. I, my songs, again, I'm going to get
0: crushed on. Okay, over to you, my friend. I need a TV show because there's not many, and I was worried no, you were going to dip, dip into two right away. Yeah. So, um, again, I, I, I think Magnum was the the obvious choice, and then I think everything after that is, like, a huge step backwards. Uh, I'm going to go with Tom Hanks before he was Tom Hanks, Bosom Buddies.
1: Absolutely. That would have been my second one.
0: Yeah. I would have went with they, that one
1: next. And the thing was, like, the show didn't last long last like three seasons and he obviously went on to become you know one of the greatest actors of his generation biggest superstar you know
0: everywhere mm-hmm. and peter scolari just never really never did. i mean he was on he was on um new hard and he yeah. he, he worked consistently oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and he and just died recently didn't he die last yes, year or the year before so two years ago and but, but he, i seem to recall the women in that show uh, went on to do a lot of tv work as well
1: uh, Telma Hopkins thing. did a little bit. I mean, Wendy Jo Sperber is was very recognizable. I mean, she was the the sister in. Um, I was going to say the Future. sister
0: in Back to the Future, yeah. right? Yeah. And
1: she was in Moving Violations, if you remember. It was, it was I funny. do, oh, yes. God, she was funny in that. that and and of fun. course Donna Dixon, she went on to marry Dan Aykroyd. They're still married to the day. Wow, good for uh, her. She was in um, Spies Like Us with him. Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, a couple of them did a couple more things, but uh, Scolari, I liked in a show called Girls he did with uh, on HBO he was like the dad he was Lena Dunham's dad and the, oh right Lena Dunham the one scene he did he's like full frontal nudity <laughs> like oh my god so it was just, he was he was, a, he was a good actor and he really he really did some interesting things with that character on that show so yeah I yeah they were both were really good that's a good pick I mean I think even though it only lasted three seasons I think the judges will look at it like remember it fondly because it was, that's, it was, that's it was that's very what seminal. I'm hoping it yeah seminal. that's so, what I'm yeah. hoping as well that's a good one um Oh man, I guess I better get a TV show as well because there's not many of them. Um, One that I always liked, I watched this one when it ran and it was with, uh, with Ted Knight and it was Too Close for Comfort. So I'm going to go with that one. That was, that was pretty good. He, he was this like cartoonist and he had the cosmic cow was this cartoon that he would draw.
0: Right. Right. And And it was was a little, I mean, 1980, I was only six years old. So it was a little before my time, but yeah, but it ran for like six seasons. And I remember seeing some of the later see the, the show in the later years and just, and not really caring for it. Again, I sitcoms are often of their time and speak to issues in the moment. So like, if I'm a, 10 year old kid i'm not understanding the context of a lot of the issues that are being discussed in these shows but but i I mean there was enough haha slapstick kind of like jim j bullock i remember being great as a sporty character in that and uh he always appealed to me as a young person because he he was always doing the goofy things right so but uh, i'm wondering if that's the kind of show where if they had it on one of these retro channels and you go back if it would hold up like might be worth watching might be worth at least looking into there's a lot of
1: shows that i wish that they would stream that they don't stream let me tell you so that that would be one of them i would watch that okay so what do we got here so i got two close for comfort so it's over to you i've got
0: four one two three you got four so it's over to your fifth pick yep i'm uh i'm going to tv again okay because there's not many and (laughs) three are off the board already okay i'm going with the staple 1980s show solid gold (laughs) Remember the solid gold countdown. Oh, yeah, was Danny Terrio on that. This was yeah, this was like uh, in Marilyn McCoo Oh, yes, that's Um, right. She was yeah This was I remember when I was younger like we didn't have MTV We didn't have much (laughs) music. My parents were you know, too cheap to get cable. So I mean, I loved music videos and uh, In the absence of music videos, this was sort of the the next sort of poor substitute because it aired on network TV and I remember watching the, you know, the Solid Gold Countdown it was on every Saturday year. nights, wasn't it? And yeah. I remember on New Year's Eve, they used to always do the top 100 countdown of the year on the Solid Gold special. And um, that my parents used to always let us stay up because they knew how much we liked music. And so, yeah, that I was going to save it for personal pick, but I'm like, I don't think I can come up with with three shows and then have that as a personal pick. So I'm like, I got to take it as my uh, my number two. Uh, 80s tv show De- i think deon warwick actually was on the first season too if i
1: remember correctly that's would not <laughs> surprise me that's a good pick so now we've got okay uh, what am i gonna do here i've got a lot of comedies but it was a comedy year and one of the uh, favorite movies of both you and me we not only have done this movie on this podcast one time the, before you and i ever podcasted together i remember we got together one time and we did a full feature length commentary on this film it is one of my favorite comedies of all time i think the
0: judges it will resound with them and that's caddyshack so i'm going with nice Caddy Shack. i i kind of thought that might slip through since you already had two comedies but yeah. uh, couldn't let it go yeah like it too but much. now you've got three movie picks so that sort of leaves me to you can just mull over that cruise yep yep okay well i'm gonna go back to tv since i don't think there are many good ones left no night. there is not <laughs> i don't even call, i'm not even calling this a good one but i am calling this a 1980s staple that mm-hmm. will resonate with some of the judges and that is the show. That's incredible. Yep,
1: that's the next one on my list, man. That's incredible. Yep.
0: Oh my god! It's yes. uh, I remember. So this you got to remember, right? For for our younger listeners, mm-hmm. there wasn't internet. There wasn't YouTube. Uh, they didn't even have like America's Funniest Videos. And like, so this was a precursor to all of that. People would would come would either send in tapes, or in most cases, they would send the the show would send like a camera crew to their house because nobody had video recorders, and they would record these bizarre things like you know beekeepers with the bee of beards and are the beard of bees or i remember one where they would like uh, a, a contortionist would put himself in a glass case and they would put him underwater in a pool with like weights on top of it for an hour while he he lowered his breathing rate and like it was just these bizarre weird things or it was like stunt people doing like this motorcycle will jump over this thing and it's just like this craziness stuff that would like everything i'm describing now you're like yeah i can see that on youtube this was way before that and if they featured you on it, you got a That's Incredible jacket as a consolation prize for being featured on their show. And it was like this silver windbreaker style jacket. And I remember, again, as a really little kid in the early 80s going, that's incredible jacket it would be amazing. And one of my buddies once his mom bought him this blue windbreaker and it had a silver lining on the inside. And he used to wear it inside out and tell everyone it was a That's Incredible jacket. And we were young and stupid and we believed them. So got to go with it. That's incredible. Terrible show, but it it definitely has a place in 1980 pop culture. And I'm hoping it'll resonate with some of the judges, especially because most of the TV shows from 1980 sucked. I was more of a fan
1: of the other show, which was very similar to was kind of a reality show at the time called Real People. Real People. Yeah. With Skip Stevenson and Sarah Purcell. And like, oh, yeah, I think Byron Allen was on. Oh, Yeah. That one, and John Barber, he was Canadian. Oh, but yeah, they were both very similar. They, there was no reality shows. That's, that's what they did. But I mean, um, that's incredible. Was it Fran Tarkin? And he was like a football yep. player. They get him yep. and they
0: put him Anthony on. Anthony Crosby, yeah. Fran Tarkington. And who was the third? John, John Davidson. Davidson.
1: Yeah. Yep. Oh man, that was good. Yeah. Don't
0: right. ask me why I remember that. Again, it's the weirdest things that your pop culture brain remembers. I, I can't tell you what I had for lunch last week, but I could tell you the three hosts of That's Incredible from 1980. Of course. Uh, it's funny, I'm looking at the...
1: Our list here and two of our titles, one of your TV shows and one of my movies, uh, have an exclamation mark in it. Airplane. Oh, good and point. That's incredible. That's incredible. <laughs> yep. So. Okay. Um, I'm going to drop down and I got to get a song. Yeah, and no I figured the best way for me to do this is probably maybe... I'm a big movie guy. So I think maybe I'm going to double dip a little bit here. I'm going to go with... Not only is it her signature song... I also believe she might be going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame very soon, even though it's not rock and roll, but I'm going to go with Dolly Parton with the song nine to five. It was a hit movie from 1980. So it's a double whammy for this draft. And when I think of 1980, I mean, that song, it's like, I think it's her best song. It's like catchy. You can
0: sing along to it. It was both a pop song and a country song. Like it was sort of, it crossed over into both charts. So it really, I mean, she had already been very poppy in her style of country music, but Yeah. And in between this and the movie, like if she wasn't already a a star, this like rocketed her to superstardom. Absolutely. And the fact that, you know,
1: then she was in the movie and like she'd never acted before. And she was great. She was very good in the movie. Like she just steals the movie. And it's funny you say like she's a crossover. It's like she was the Taylor Swift of 1980, you know, (laughs) of her day. So, yeah, I'm going to go with nine to five. I think it will resonate with the judges and, and recall the movie as well for them. So I think it's. Again, I, I'm not as strong on music as, as you are, and a lot of the music that I remember is from movies, so that's where I think I need yep. to go here. So,
0: No, that's fair. Yep, um, And I, I have that on my short list, my, my shorter of the short list, but uh, I'm, I'm glad that you stayed away from my number three pick, so I'm going to go to music, and I'm going to grab my, my my one, two, and three. So my number three pick, one of my all-time favorite bands, one of your all-time favorite bands, Queen. I'm taking another one, Bites the Dust. Oh, man, that was my next pick. That was my next pick. And that's wrapped up the music category and the TV category for me. So I only had the two movies to go. So you've, we're going to be able to stay out of each other's way now. Mm -hmm. And that was from, from their
1: album, The Game that came out in, in 80. The thing was they did so many different genres of music and they were killer at all of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh man. That, that album was a huge success too. That, that song spent 15 weeks in the Billboard top 10. It was it was the longest running top ten song of, of the year. Like, just that's a good one. And it was just it was it was everywhere at the time. I remember. Like, it was that's a good one. Oh man, now you got that sewn up. So really, I we've got everything sewn up. So I can doesn't matter. Yeah, you, you need one TV show point. and
0: two music, which you, you can take in any order. I can and take I've in got any got order.
1: Yeah, I guess I I do need a TV show. I'm really thinking about doing something kind of different. Sat- Saturday morning uh, TV was still a thing. You know, mm-hmm. by 1980, and I was 10 years old, so I was.
0: Stolen. Oh, I know exactly where you're going with this. Yeah, go go.
1: You know, one of my favorite TV shows of all. time. I sure do. One of my favorite human beings of all time. They gave the the them him uh, a, a Saturday morning show, and I used to watch it. I loved it all the time, and it wasn't just. And it was it was Fonz and the Happy Days Gang, right? Was the name of it. it. I loved it, and it wasn't just. Fonzie and like Ralph Ralph and Richie. And then they had this pet dog and everything. And like, I was, I was so they eventually had another one where it was like they were in outer space. But um, I got to go with Fonz and the Happy Days game.
0: Yeah, I I honestly thought you were going to say that for your personal pick because I certainly wasn't going to pick it. I barely remember the cartoon, and I was I like, no, that's, I'm I'm just going to stay off your lawn on that one. That's all you. Yeah, but uh, that one. But honestly, the TV show bench is pretty ugly, so yeah. you didn't really have a lot of other things to pull. So there was Thundar the Barbarian as well, but uh, I don't know if Which, people remember yeah. it. I don't know if that really has the legacy of some of the others. Mm-hmm. I think I had picked the Smurfs on one of the previous podcasts, and it's mm-hmm. like even that I think was a bit of a stretch. I think a lot of the judges were sort of like, "What the hell's with this?"
1: Yeah, um, the Smurfs was pretty in, pretty iconic and in yeah. for a long time. That was a good pick because I remember you did it.
0: All right, uh, so I got to started the draft with Empire Strikes Back. I got to end the draft with two more movie picks, and um, I, I've got two really critically successful picks here Mm -hmm. i'm just debating the order in which to do them because i might switch out one of them so i'm gonna go with a movie that is not one of my personal favorites but i know many people hold in high regard including you because we have reviewed it Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go with raging bull oh yeah you know you you didn't like the movie but
1: your pick is obviously not because you like it you're picking it because you think it'll play with the judges and it was it was a huge movie i mean it wasn't it wasn't a really successful movie when it came out you know that's that's for sure. I mean it didn't finish in the top ten. I don't know. It finished it finished twentieth overall at the box office with twenty three million. So I mean, you know, it was it was not a huge success, but critically, critics loved it. And, and, yeah. and very very rightly so. I mean, it is it is a film of films. Like I think it's just phenomenal. We said lots about it. You can go back and listen to the episode where we reviewed it. Again, you didn't like it, but I can see why you picked it. It's a good one. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I need another song here. Do I I think I'm gonna go with when I was when I was young, back when I was in like grade eight, you know, I I used to love this guy. So for years he was the front man for Black Sabbath, but then Ozzy Osbourne went solo, and in September of 1980 he released Blizzard of Oz, and one of my favorite songs of all time is on there, and it's Crazy Train. So I'm gonna go with Crazy Train for my second song.
0: Nice. I uh, I'll be I'll be honest. I overlooked that one in the drafting. Didn't see that one on the lists. All right. That's a good pick. I might have had to take that if I had known it. Mm Nice. Nice little steal there. Um, Okay. So I'm just marking down your pick here. So, sorry, it's Crazy Train? That's right. Yeah. Crazy Train. That's Chris' eighth overall pick. All right. Uh, So I'm debating between two movies here. Mm -hmm. Both of them are horror movies. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of the horror genre. No, you don't like horror movies. But I I want to play I want to not play to the judges but I want to round out my round out my picks and uh, I'm really not sure which of these ones to take I think it's almost like I feel like I'm leaving money on the table if I don't go with the one that my gut is telling me and and go with the one I think the judge is going to like more Oh boy um you, uh, well I think, I think I'm going to, I'm going to make an audible, I'm going to make a change here at the last second Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go with the very first Friday, the 13th. Nice.
1: It had like umpteen million sequels. I think they've even rebooted it lately and stuff like that.
0: Well, and it's, it's it's a franchise that people know, right? So Mm -hmm. it's like, well, you know, I've, I've got. Empire, which is obviously the biggest franchise people know. And then Raging Bull is more of that, like, critical success. This is Scorsese's best film. De Niro won an Oscar. So it's like you're sort of appealing to both sides. I'm like, by taking a horror movie, especially one that's as recognizable as Friday the 13th, that should sort of, any judge that isn't already won by my other two picks, that should hopefully bring them around a little bit. So I I think it's, I think... There was two or three picks here, and I think they were all reasonable. But i I'm, I'm pretty I'm now that I'm seeing it in, uh, in writing, I'm I'm confident with that, so I'm good. I'm going to stick with that. That's my my nicely. We're, obviously, my you were obviously between that and the Shining. I would have leaned toward the
1: Shining personally, but uh, oh, Friday the 13th is a good pick, and I think it might mm-hmm. resonate. It was it was a little bit more popular at the box office than the Shining was, but uh, yeah, that's well, no, pretty good. Okay, so I got to get a song in here. So my last song, Oh, I know. What am I going to do? I think I I think I said a hip. Hop, a hippie to the hippie to the hip hip hop and you don't stop. I'm going with Rapper's Delight, baby. Nice. Sugar Hill Gang came out with their album in nineteen eighty, The Sugar Hill Gang. And Rapper's Delight was one of the first hip hop songs of all time. So it was uh, you know, it was trend setting and everything else. And uh I'm going with Rapper's Delight. I think it's a good pick. So
0: nice. That's a good pick.
1: All right. So we need personal picks on to your personal pick. It could be a movie. It could be a TV show. None of them left really It could be a song, but it's something that again, our personal pick is just that it's yep. not, it's not just rounding out the list as a tenth, but it's usually something that is personal, like from that year that you really liked or, you know, something. So yep. what do you want to go
0: with? All right. So, and this is, so this, this is actually my explanation for why I didn't just pick the shining as my last pick is I'm taking it for my personal pick. And oh, this is good. why. So I've never seen Friday the 13th. I've never seen any of them. It's not, I mean, because horror is not my thing. Mm -hmm. I I generally stay away from it. They just don't appeal to me. I've only seen a few horror movies, which is why I thought I'm just going to add it to the list because The Shining is one of those horror movies that I actually have seen and does, I I knew it would sort of classify as a personal pick. So The Shining is one of these movies that I actually saw way too young. And I probably, (laughs) in retrospect, should have put it on that list. So as I mentioned numerous times, I spent my summers with my cousins yep. and they would rent videos. And this is one of those ones where they like they liked horror movies. And nine times out of ten when they would rent a horror movie, I would just go to bed because I'm like, if I see this and I'm little, it's going to freak me out. I'm going to get nightmares. And But I, I had seen some stuff with Jack Nicholson and even at a young age, I thought, oh, well, this guy, you know, this guy's pretty good. Let's Let's watch this. And the Popeye movie came out, I think, in 1980 as well. And again, as a little kid, I enjoyed it. And so they're like, oh, well, the woman who plays Olive Oil is in this movie, right? Because I think it's Shelley DeVolves in both of those. Yes. So I'm like, "Okay, I'll try it. (laughs) So my cousins convinced me to watch this and, of course, scared the hell out of me. But it not only so, I mean, I was terrified of as a little kid, but it was one of those movies that didn't go away, but not just because I was scared of it. Like my brain was there's so much going on in this movie. And I can remember like in the years to follow when it became more readily available on, on video and they showed it on cable, I can remember watching it again and watching it again and starting to like really start to enjoy it and start to pick up on some of those details and the whole, the whole ending of the movie uh, you know, this, this, this idea of, well, it's, you know, is this the spirit from the past or what have you? And you see the picture of, of Jack Nicholson's character in the old photo. And it was just like something about this movie just, just had me uh, all in. And at first, it was for all the wrong reasons, because I was terrified of the movie. And then years later, it was like, I could start to appreciate the, artist, appreciate the artistry of it. I could start to appreciate the, the nuances of the story. And of course, the, the performance from Jack Nicholson. And so it went from this movie that in 1980 terrified me to this movie many years later that it's like, I, I consider it a critical, you know, as so many critics did, I consider it a critical success and I can find so much. And every time I do watch it, I pick up new details. So that was my personal pick is The Shining. It's a good one. I'm,
1: I'm down to three for my personal pick. I'm not sure which. I, I, I think I got to go. I think I got to do this the right way. So I, there's three movies that are, that are very personal for, to me from 1980. Uh, so one is, I think I mentioned to you before, I told a story about when I was a kid, I wanted to go see this movie. And so my buddy and I, my, my buddy who ended up going on to play in the NHL, of all things, we went to see this movie, Flash Gordon. And we just loved it and loved it so much. And it was like it had the Queen song at the beginning and it was like this cartoony, campy thing. It was meant to be a bit more of a challenge for Star Wars because when Star Wars had come out, like, but it just ended up being this like campy, kitschy thing. And and we liked it so much and enjoyed it so much that we went out and we would shovel people's driveways because we're from Canada and it's cold. We would shove people's driveways to make money to go back and see it again and again and again. (laughs) So that that was one. But I'm not going to go with that one. The other one is, a, is a small movie um when i in 1980 i moved uh towns and i was you know came to a new town and i was uh, i was bullied uh, you know by kids so i really related to this movie that came out with chris Makepeace called my bodyguard it was so so good and he was also in meatballs so you know i really like that and my bodyguard is really really good movie but the movie i'm going to go with is a movie that came out on the movie network and i watched it over and over And over and over so many times that I knew the dialogue backward and forward. And it was (laughs) funny, too. It was a funny movie. And it is Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder in Stir Crazy. Oh, that's so get, a good pick. I really like that movie a lot. I got to find it and see if it's on the streaming services somewhere. I'm inspired to almost want to go back and watch it this week, just talking about it. But to see how much of the dialogue I remember, Joe Beth Williams was in it. And like, oh, it's, that movie was good. So, And it, I watched it so many times. I think the two movies I watched the most on the movie network were Stir Crazy and For Your Eyes Only. You know, at the time, so I got to go. Which was a personal
0: pick for you for one of our
1: other years, yeah, and probably just because I'd watch it so many times, you know. All right, so do we want to do a quick review? Yeah, give us a recap here. Okay, so for my list first, my movies are The Blues Brothers, Airplane, and Caddyshack. Your movies, you went with The Empire Strikes Back, Raging Bull, and Friday the Thirteenth. TV shows on my list, I had Magnum PI, Too Close for Comfort, and Fawns and the Happy Days Gang. And your TV shows were Bosom Buddies, Solid Gold, and That's Incredible. And our songs, I went with 9 to 5. By Parton, Crazy Train by Ozzy, and Rapper's Delight, The Sugar Hill Gang. And your songs were You Shook Me All Night Long by ACDC, Hit Me With Your Best Shot, Pat Benatar, and Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. My personal pick is Stir Crazy, and your personal pick was The Shining. So those are our lists. So now we've got to send these off to our esteemed panel of judges. So, uh, we'll have them uh, render a verdict and then they'll get back to us. And um, next week, we'll announce the winner. We'll see who's the winner of the 1980 Pop Culture Fantasy Draft. And the winner, of course, gets to take home the Funko Fonzie Trophy. So, we'll see who's going to get that one. But uh, on that note, what do you say we wrap things up and we have ourselves some? Fun with Caveman. <laughs> All right, so I've got something I'd like to do this week. It's something we've done in the past before. Uh, let me just take a look here and see. You know, I think I want to go with some movie quotes this week. And okay. what better way to do movie quotes than to do a little game that we like to call Rock the Quote? starts playing as soon as I start singing. I just started laughing. It's so you know what dramatic. that song needs. It needs you
0: saying "Rock the quote" about eight or nine more times. Yeah, and it needs more cowbell. Oh, make it perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh, everything gets better with more cowbell. <laughs> more cowbell and me saying "Rock the quote" eight more yeah. times. Okay,
1: yeah. so we're gonna rock the quote. Oh. We're gonna try. But yeah, you, you always not, do good. Not
0: my strongest year. There's a like I was pretty young, so well,
1: yeah. But they're all you'll do good. So here's the thing. Okay. I'm gonna make it easy on you. So I'm gonna give you a quote. You just got to tell me the movie it comes from, and then the common thread is. They're all from 1980. All right. Okay. Keep it nice and easy. So in all 1980 movies, oh man, I'm going to go so easy on, you're going to probably get them all. Okay. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me?
0: Wow. Uh, Flash Gordon.
1: Man, I went with the easiest one first thinking you'd rock it. It was Superman 2. General's. Is there no one
0: on this planet to even challenge me? Yeah. I almost picked that as my personal pick, oh, but. Oh man. Okay.
1: It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark and we're wearing sunglasses. Yeah, that's the Blues Brothers. Remember which one of them said it? No, It it was Elwood. Elwood said that. Okay. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. That sounds like Airplane. Yes, McCroskey said that. Okay. I'm not an animal. I am a human being.
0: That nah, this is a movie I thought you were going to pick and you didn't, mm. The Elephant Man. That's a good movie, man. That's a good, good movie. All right, here's an easy one for you, dear, because I know you like this movie. Right Turn, Clyde. Oh, that was, um... Oh, it was either Every Which Way You Can or Every Which Way But Loose. Every Which Way But Loose.
1: <laughs> Damn it. No, it's Any Which Way You Can, the sequel. <laughs> To every which way. But yeah, I couldn't remember which order they came out with. Philo Beto said that one, if you remember it correctly. Okay, here's one for you. That's, it's a long one, so bear with me, okay? Cop. That's Grossberger, the biggest mass murderer in the history of the Southwest. My dear, he killed his entire family and all of his relatives in one weekend, and then he killed some more people that reminded him of his family. Isn't that from Stir Crazy? It was Rory said that George Stanford Brown. Okay, I will gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today.
0: Well, that's a it's got to be from Popeye.
1: Paul Julia's wimpy said that. Okay, Violet Newstead, please hold. Violet Newstead, please hold. Violet Newstead, please hold. This is Violet
0: Newstead. Uh, do we have any movies that are quoted more than once in this trivia? No. Okay, so it's not airplane. Uh, wow, I have no idea. I don't know.
1: Lily Tomlin said that in Nine
0: to Five. Oh, jeez. Okay.
1: Okay. He's escaping, idiot. Dispatch war rocket Ajax to bring back his body. Wow.
0: I I don't know. That doesn't sound familiar at all.
1: Oh, Colin said that in Flash Gordon. It was also used oh. in the Queen
0: song, and right in the middle of the Queen song, that comes oh, in. Okay. That's, that's I Honestly, like I don't think I've ever seen the movie Flash Gordon. I just mm. I'm, I'm oh, marginally yeah. familiar with the music. Okay, this one, this last one. I have one last one for you. Okay. Oh boy, I have okay. not done well. Oh, that's all right. I'm Make it s- easy. May the force be with you, or something super obvious. I'm gonna sing it for you. Okay. Oh boy. Mexican Americans love
1: education, so they go to night school and take Spanish, work real hard, and get a
0: B. Yeah, that's uh, Cheech and Chong's next movie. Another favorite line. I love that movie. So when
1: I was talking at the top, two movies that remind me of 1980 when I think of it. Blues Brothers and Cheech and Chong's next movie always come to mind. Nice. The other line I like in that movie is when he's like, oh, man, I'm going to be late for work again. That's the fifth time this week and it's only Tuesday, man. <laughs> I've <don't> always <laughs> liked Deadline. line. I don't know. Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so there you go. You didn't. You didn't do very good this week. I thought.
0: I, would, I thought you'd do well. I teetered. Uh, well, up for you. I just. I didn't know a lot of the movies, or I hadn't seen like Nine to Five. I think I haven't seen the movie in twenty five years. Like I don't remember yeah, like Superman too. Is there no one on this planet? To yeah, that shot that at that, that one I sort of missed. Yeah, but yeah. again, I haven't seen the movie in a long time. But yeah, yeah. no, that that's
1: on me. So. so, well, like we said, we're gonna send our fantasy draft lists off to our esteemed panel of judges and they're gonna vote next time we're gonna announce the winner. So we can look forward to that. But next time we're out after we announce our winner, we're also gonna review a movie from the draft year 1980. And it's over to you, Derek. You're gonna pick a film from 1980 and we're both going to watch it and come back and we're gonna review it next week. So what movie would you like me to watch? Uh
0: I want you to watch my personal pick, The Shining. Oh directed by Stanley Kubrick. Uh again, horror we'll call it a horror. Uh not a genre we do very often on this show. Um, but Mm -hmm. we do have a knack for picking movies by very famous and successful directors and uh, Kubrick obviously is is one of the best directors ever and uh, you know arguably and uh, it's based on Stephen King book which you know King himself has gone on record saying he was not a big fan of the movie adaptation but I've learned to love this movie it scared the crap out of me as a kid and uh, honestly I haven't seen it in a while so I'm kind of looking forward to, uh, to to sitting down and watching it start to finish in one sitting, and we'll come back next week and talk all about it.
1: I am really looking forward to doing this because I have never actually in one sitting sat down and watched the whole movie from beginning wow. to end. I've seen it in chunks here and there. The one thing that I always remember as a kid was 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 you know I used to go to the movies in 1980 all the time every weekend. I go to the movies, go to the movies, and I remember the trailer for it was um, an elevator. And it was just like like a, like a lobby and there's an elevator. Yep. And then the whole room started filling up with blood. It was like flowing yep. in like an ocean of blood. And I was like, oh. And then I remember watching parts of the movie. I was like, that scene's not in there. Like, what is that? I don't understand. I was really confused by it in a lot of ways. And I was 10. I didn't understand kind of metaphors and things like that in the film. But uh, I don't know. So I've never actually sat down and watched the whole thing. I, I've seen most of it in chunks. Um mm-hmm. But uh, it was on the movie network back when I was younger and I'd watch bits and piece here and there and kind of piece the movie together, but never seen it all in one sitting. So I'm looking forward to it. That's gonna be good. Well, good
0: and it's it's um, it's been parodied uh, and, and movies have borrowed from it and done homages to various scenes from it. And so for me, it's one of those movies where. Uh, I have a hard time, when I do sit down to watch it now, not thinking of things like The Simpsons, for example, did a Halloween episode that was a parody of The Shining. They called and it The Shining, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to get sued? And um, the movie we did a while back, Ready Player One, in the movie adaptation of Ready Player One, there's a whole sequence about the movie The Shining, which was not in the novel, but was done for the for the movie. So again, it's hard for me when I go back and watch these originals that I haven't seen in such a long time, not remembering the more recent uh, parodies, homages, influence, movies that have been influenced by it. So I am looking forward, though, to going back and just watching it through. So I think I think we'll have a good time with it next week. Looking forward to. It. Okay, so we're gonna come back next week. We're gonna watch The Shining. We're gonna review it. We're gonna find out who won the nineteen eighty pop
1: culture fantasy draft as well. So we got a lot to get to. So until then, this is Chris McBrian on behalf of myself and Derek Myers saying thanks for listening to Pop Culture World, the pop culture podcast for the generations. Thanks for listening to Pub Goes Your World. You can contact Chris and Derek at pubgoesyourworld.com. Please take a minute and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you download and listen to the show.